Hey everyone, welcome to The Storm Is Here, and uh, we continue our video series on uprisings all over the world, and today we are focusing the spotlight on Belarus. I've got two articles that I'm going to read to you. One is uh, they're focusing more on what's happening uh, in terms of boots on the ground, and then the other one is going to explain why the protests have basically happened. First article is out of Al Jazeera, and the headline reads, Belarus braces for fresh protests as pressure grows on Lukashenko, who, by the way, is has been the current leader of Belarus for decades. Let's uh, start off with the article. Thousands, thousands are gathering in the capital, Minsk, or Minsk, as Belarus gears up for a weekend of new demonstrations with pressure growing on longtime leader Alexander Lukashenko. With the opposition gaining momentum after days of protest over last Sunday's disputed presidential vote, Lukashenko's main election challenger, Svelventa Tikhanovskaya, has called on supporters to rally this weekend again. Al Jazeera's Step Vassin reporting from Minsk said protesters have started gathering near the Pushkinskaya uh, metro station to honor Alexander Terakovsky, a 34-year-old protester who died there on Monday and whose funeral was being held. Thousands have gathered here in the last hour. They held a minute's silence. People are here on the streets for the seventh day in a row uh, to not just protest police violence, but also election results, she said. They're asking for President Lukashenko to step down. They're also asking for fresh elections to be held. So far, the government has not responded to any of their requests. A March for Freedom is planned in central Minsk on Sunday, a week after the contested election that 65-year-old Lukashenko claims to have won with 80% of the vote. Tika Hano Veskaya, a 37-year-old political novice who ran after uh, other opposition candidates, including her husband, were jailed, accuses Lukashenko of rigging the vote and has demanded he step down so new elections can be held. On Tuesday, she left the country for neighboring Lithuania with her allies, saying she came under official pressure. On Friday, she reemerged with the call for a weekend of peaceful mass gatherings in cities across the country. She's also demanding authorities be held account for police crackdown on post-election protests that saw more than 6,700 people arrested. Hundreds have been injured after police used rubber bullets, stun grenades, and, at least one case, live rounds to disperse the crowds. Uh, officials have confirmed two deaths in the unrest, including Tara Kavosky, who they say died when an explosive device went off in his hand during a protest and another man who died in custody after being arrested in the southern eastern city of Gomel. On Friday, authorities began releasing hundreds of those arrested and many emerged from detention with, hor uh, with horrific accounts of beatings and torture. Amnesty International condemned the campaign of widespread torture and other ill treatment by the Belarusian authorities who are intent on crushing peaceful protests by any means. Some of the biggest demonstrations yet, thousands marched in Minsk on Friday to denounce the police violence and demand Lukashenko step down. Uh, in euphoric scenes on Independence Square in Minsk, protesters hugged and kissed 
young interior ministry troops guarding a government building and put flowers in their anti-riot shields. Unlike the scenes of violent detention, uh, detentions days earlier, police stood by quietly. Um, now, Luka, Lukashenko is basically saying we will not give up the country to anyone. On Saturday, prime ministers of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania called on Belarus to conduct new free and fair elections. A new vote should be held in a transparent way with the participation of international observers, the leader said in a joint statement after meeting in Estonia. The Kremlin said on Saturday that President, President Vladimir Putin and Lukashenko agreed in a phone call that the problems in Belarus would be swiftly resolved. I don't know what that means, but by the sounds of it, it's not good. Both sides express confidence that all problems that have arisen will be resolved soon, the Kremlin said in a statement uh, after Lukashenko said he needed to contact Moscow over the growing protest against his rule. Lukashenko rejected on Saturday offers of foreign mediation, telling defense chiefs he would not give up power. Uh, we will not give up the country to anyone, state news agency Belta quoted Lukashenko and saying at a meeting at the defense ministry, we don't need any foreign governments, any intermediaries, he said. So basically, it's um, it's a power grab, and it's a struggle between um, it's it's basically a struggle between Western allies and uh, and basically Moscow and Russia. Uh, now, for obvious reasons, they don't want more American influence in the region. There probably is already enough, um, and I don't blame. Uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russian people but at the same time there was a democratic event that took place and the leader is uh, basically showing himself to be a dictator all right what's going on in Belarus headline politicians fleeing in a questionable election and Europeans lack last dictator okay so you, the, a lot of the European co countries uh, are calling uh, Lukashenko, or Lukashenko, as one of the last dictators of Europe. And as this story explained, you'll see why. Uh, Belarus is facing one of the biggest political crises in its post-Soviet history after its presidential election triggered widespread protests. But as the main opposition candidate has fled the country, exactly what are, is its citizens protesting about? Who are the main figures in the story and what has driven the growing discontent? Why are people protesting? The current demonstrations are primarily in response to the official result of Sunday's election. According to the official Central Election Commission, long-standing leader Alexandra Lushenko, or sorry, Alexander Lukashenko won 80% of the vote of the vote, a result rejected by the opposition. Now, again, this guy has had a Lukashenko has had a bad history of rigging uh, election results and um and in the next paragraph, you're going to see why the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe has not recognized any elections in Belarus as free and fair since 1995 and previously said it would not be monitoring the 2020 vote because it had not invited to do so. Uh, demonstrations demanding free and fair elections grew in the days leading up to the ballot. According to the European Union's diplomatic service, the election night was uh, marred with uh, this uh, proportionate and unacceptable state violence against peaceful protesters. 
It said in a statement, this reportedly resulted in the loss of life of one citizen and many others have been injured. So again, if this was a truly democratic country, which obviously it is not, they would not crack down on the protesters. Okay, the protesters basically uh, are part of the democratic process. If they do not like the leadership that they see, then they have every right to vote it out. <clears throat> Let me continue on. Uh, this fueled the protests further with opposition leaders saying demonstrators are ready for long-term action and offering to hold talks with authorities about how to bring about a peaceful power transition. Well, he's not responded to the specific offer. Mr. Lukashenko has said he will not allow a revolution or runaway. Where are they protesting? Demonstrators have taken place throughout Belarus, and here's a map of it. It's pretty much the entire country. Well, the largest protests have been held in, Min in Minsk. People have also taken to the streets of cities, including Brest, Mogliev, and Vitebsk. Uh, now, here are the key players in all this. And again, um, this is basically not an isolated incident. This is happening in other third world countries. And, I, and again, I don't, I don't mean to call um, Belarus a third world, but the citizens are surely being treated as third world. Alexander Lukashenko, the former Soviet collective farm manager, has ruled Belarus since 1994 and is the main focus of the demonstrations after winning a sixth term in office. Now 65, he seeks to present himself as a guarantor, guarantor of stability of claiming the state looks after most of its 9.5 million people's needs in the same way as the Soviet Union did. Previously described as Washington as Europe's last dictator, he has faced regular criticism from the West over human rights abuses and something he denies. And again, you could see what's happening in the streets of Belarus. This uh, basically further demonstrates his, um, his lack of human rights uh, as uh, the protesters are being treated um, really unfairly and 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 when they're they're met with physical abuse by the police force okay here's a Svel, Svelta, Svelana. I, I sorry if i butchered that name uh tiska anua skaya 37 year old became the leading opposition candidate in sunday's election after a number of other prominent candidates were barred She's the husband of one of those men, Sergi Tiska Anoski, and entered the race after he was arrested in May. While she fled the country to Lithuania in the wake of the vote on Sunday, Miss Tiska Anoskaya has managed to unite fractured opposition groups and draw tens of thousands to her campaign rallies. Uh, Sergi Tiska Anoski, the 40 the 41 year old, rose to prominence as a key opposition figure through his country for life. YouTube channel, which has built up more than 277,000 subscribers since his launch in 2018. He was detained by authorities early in May, just before announcing on his channel that he planned to stand in the presidential elections. Days later, uh, dozens of his supporters held a demonstration in the city of Barbarusk to protest the Victory Day Parade staged in, Min in Minsk despite the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, again, freedom of speech being attacked no matter where you are, uh, even in uh, so-called first world nations, and obviously happening here in Belarus. Victor Barbarico, or Barbarico, a banker and philanthropist, announced his intention to also stand in the election on May 12th. 
having gathered significant support over the following two months. He was first detained on criminal charges before being denied registration as a candidate in July, along with other opposition candidates imprisoned in the run-up to the vote. The 56-year-old is recognized by Amnesty International as a prisoner of conscience. Another candidate, Valerie Tispicalo, the tech entrepreneur and former diplomat previously served as ambassador to the U.S. and to Mexico. He also announced his planned candidacy in early May before being barred from the process. He fled to Russia with his sons in July amid report threats. He also faced prosecution. Of course, uh, Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, has cast a considerable shadow over affairs in Belarus. While he has been a long-standing supporter of Mr. Lukashenko, relations cooled in the run-up to presidential election, and some commentators believe he is keen to exploit turmoil in the country to expand his influence in the region. On Monday, Mr. Putin said he wanted Belarus to reactivate stalled plans for more integration with Moscow. The arrest outside Minsk of 33 alleged mercenaries from the Russian private military company Wagner in early August has added to intrigue around the country's role. <clears throat> Here's another gentleman that is part of the whole protesting or the lead up to the protest, the reasons for the protest, is Linus Linkovicius. Hopefully I'm getting that name right. The for foreign minister in Lithuania, where Mrs. Tisko, Tisko Anuaskaya has fled to and where her children were already located, has been a vocal critic of Russia over Belarus. He's accused Moscow of taking advantage of the situation to draw Minsk closer into its orbit by pressuring it into agreed to closer integration. Mr. Linko Vesias called Russians' actions another vector of instability for Belarus. Uh, what is the background to the protests? And I'll end this one here. Along with Mr. Uh, Lukashenko's longstanding authoritarian rule, the people of Belarus have suffered from years of economic stagnation. In recent months, his refusal to take measures against the COVID-19 crisis has also driven discontent. That has been compounded by authorities effectively preventing a number of opposition candidates entering the presidential race. But the action has been set against the background of Moscow's continuing influence on the country almost 30 years after the, the dissolution uh, of the Soviet bloc. It was part of, under Mr. Putin, Russia has attempted to cement its influence over Belarus despite sporadic tensions over oil supplies and other bilateral issues. It sees the country as an important transit route for oil and gas exports from Russia to Europe and as a buffer zone with NATO the two countries also share close military uh, ties. Uh, meanwhile, landlocked Belarus has sought to, to cultivate ties with both Russia and its European neighbors, but facing a decline in Russian subsidies, Minsk has turned to China for financial support. The, um, the article ends, pretty much ends, but the, uh, the, the majority of information is, is uh, I've basically read here. Look, I... I do know one thing. Uh, I don't know if the protesters are pro-capitalist. By the sounds of it, they are because they want growth. And again, stagnation isn't necessarily a bad thing. Stagnation actually prevents growth, prevents uh, countries from 
developing or or you know um, digging out of natural resources which can cause a lot of uh, environmental damage so again um, I do know at the end of the day whether they're pro-capitalist or not in a truly democratic system every single citizen is allowed to fair elections and they are allowed to choose which person they want to lead them so again it again this is just another video series in a long line of them of countries that are uh that are uprising i do suggest to the people of belarus that they stop electing leaders stop electing ideologies and start going with a more sovereign type system of a direct democracy like they do in Liechtenstein, i believe and and uh of course in switzerland so anyways, guys, if you um, if you guys please can, please uh, sign up to uh, our YouTube channel, Storm is Here. Share the video. Uh, and of course, hit the bell for future notifications on upcoming videos. Again, I have not ended my video series on uprisings. I will continue on until I cover as, as many as, as possible. And, and again, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. And until next time, guys, take care.